body aches at bedtime, Sierra Sil is a natural mineral supplement that supports joint health, calms inflammation, and we're so sure it'll work for you as it has for me and my husband for over 10 years. It has a money-back guarantee. Go to sierrasil.com, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L, and use the code DRIFT for 10% off. Hello, I'm Erin, and welcome to DRIFT. Made possible by Envy Pillow. Created by two registered nurses in Canada, Envy Pillow has a unique ergonomic design to reduce wrinkles, help with TMJ pain, and align your neck and spine. Learn more in the morning at Envy, envypillow.com. Thank you for finding me stories of love, of hope, of kindness and sweet dreams. And we'll get to this one, the Steadfast Tin Soldier, in just a moment. What is steadfast anyway? Well, it's unwavering loyalty, and our little hero is just that, in this tale by Hans Christian Andersen. Like our soldier, this story is smaller, but packs so much heart. This is the story of a toy, one of many, actually, that stood out because of how he stood. First, let's take a minute just for you. Take a deep breath in. And out. Good. Let your body feel heavy wherever you are. And as you're cozy now in a chair or in your warm bed, let's take one more breath in. And as you exhale, think these words. I am safe. I am loved. I am at peace. And with that, let's drift. Once upon a time, there were 25 tin soldiers. Now, they were all brothers, made from the same tin spoon. But our soldier was special. He had one leg, as he was the last one made. This soldier and his brothers first saw the light of day when the lid was lifted from their box. And they all heard someone cry with delight, soldiers! soldiers. Then a little boy took them out one by one and set them up on a table. You see, it was the boy's birthday, and these soldiers were a gift, and a very special gift indeed. Let me tell you about these soldiers. Each shouldered a gun and looked straight ahead. They all appeared very dashing in their shiny red uniforms and they all stood very steadfast on their two legs. All but our story's hero, of course, who had the one. The soldiers were not the only toys in the fortunate boy's world, and the most wonderful of all was a castle made of paper, cardboard, really, that had many tiny windows. And there was even a reflective lake that looked like a mirror on which swam wax swans. How lovely. At the door of the castle 
stood a beautiful maiden. She was also cut from paper, but she wore a pretty gauze dress, and around it was a brilliant shiny piece of ribbon decorated with a sparkling bangle, a bead that was fitting for such a pleasing outfit. It was clear that the maiden loved to dance, for she held her arms out and stood ballet style on one leg. Her other leg was stretched out high behind her, where no one could see. And so the tin soldier, from his place on the table, thought, oh, she has one leg, just like me. Perhaps we will become friends, and I might make her my wife. But then he sighed, inwardly, of course, for a soldier would never sigh aloud, and asked, but what do I have to offer such a beautiful maiden when I live in a box with my 24 fellow soldiers, and she resides in a glorious castle? He pondered this for hours on end. When the birthday festivities were over and the children were in bed, the toys began to play as they did every night. They would toss balls from games of jacks towards each other. The nutcrackers did somersaults, and the pencil wrote jokes on a slate. Why, even the canary began to sing. Only the tin soldier and the dancer did not move. While the other toys danced and had a wonderful time, they stood still, making not a sound, each upon one leg, dreaming their dreams. But then, when the clock struck midnight, something strange happened. The lid of a cigar box popped open, and just like a jack-in-the-box, up jumped a figure. But instead of a happy clown, it was a black goblin, a nasty little demon. And he turned his beady eyes toward the tin soldier, snapping, why are you staring at the dancer? Keep your eyes forward. The tin soldier pretended not to hear. So the goblin added menacingly and louder. I am warning you, just wait until tomorrow. The next morning, when the children awoke, they placed the tin soldier on a windowsill. Now, whether the wind caught it, or it was the nasty work of the wicked goblin, we just don't know. But all at once, the window flew open, and the tin soldier fell out, tumbling headfirst, all three stories to the ground below. It was an awful fall, and when the poor soldier landed, he found himself stuck with his leg in the air, and his bayonet wedged between two paving stones. The soldier's boy and one of the maids ran down to the street to look for him, but they did not see him. Even though they nearly stepped on him, the soldier uttered not a word. He could have cried out, here I am. But he thought that was not appropriate, given that he was wearing his uniform and all. 
so they gave up their search. Before you know it, it began to rain, and the drops fell faster and faster, harder and harder, until the water began to run down from the lawns and the streets became flooded. When the storm ended, two little children happened upon the tin soldier. Look, a toy. Let's take the soldier sailing. So they made a boat out of newspaper and set the soldier in the middle of it. They pushed him along in the running water in the gutter. And the two little boys kept up clapping their hands in delight. The waves rocked the boat back and forth, and it whirled around wildly. Even though the soldier shuddered, he kept a brave face and only held his bayonet tighter and looked straight ahead. But then, suddenly, everything went dark. The boat had entered a tunnel. Rather than being afraid, the soldier wondered where he was going now. He thought this might all be the work of that nasty goblin, and knew that if only the tiny dancer was with him, the darkness would mean nothing to him. At that moment, a water rat who lived in the tunnel came up to the side of the boat and said menacingly, Have you your pass? Hand me your pass. The soldier said nothing, but just held on to his gun. The paper boat continued bobbing onwards, with the rodent close behind, shouting, Stop him! Stop him! He hasn't paid his toll. He hasn't shown his pass. Although his words echoed in the tunnel, fortunately, no one was there to hear. The current grew stronger and stronger. And now the tin soldier saw daylight before him. But rather than feel relief, he was terrified. At the end of that tunnel was a great canal. And oh, what would happen to him now, he wondered. The boat bobbed and turned, and there was no controlling it. Nothing to grab onto. No way to stop it at all. The paper boat swirled three or four more times and filled with water to its flimsy rim. The tin soldier winced, but still he stood proud and tall. As the vessel sank lower and lower, deeper and deeper, just before he was completely immersed, his head under the water, the toy soldier thought of his beautiful dancer, whom he was never to see again. And as he remembered her, a song he once heard began ringing in his ears. Onward, onward, soldier, for death is drawing near. Then the paper boat fell apart completely. And down he sank in the canal. Down, down, down he went. But before the tin soldier's journey, end over end, could come to a stop at the bottom, he was swallowed up by a big fish. Oh, 
how dark and narrow it was inside this fish. But he was as steadfast as ever, lying there, full length, shouldering his gun and waiting to see what was going to happen next. For what seemed like hours, he stayed this way. Then the fish was moving most violently, writhing back and forth, thrashing, and the soldier was rolling about inside the darkness. Then it was still for a long, long time. What's next? wondered the soldier. He got his answer soon enough. As a flash of light, broad daylight, came pouring in. Well, would you look at this? Someone called out. It seems that the fish had been caught, taken to market, and sold. And now, here it was in someone's kitchen, where the cook had opened it up with a knife. She picked up the soldier by the waist, rinsed him off, and carried him into the family room, the parlor, so that the entire family could see her amazing discovery, this tiny tin man, who had traveled from who knows where, inside a fish. Like a story from the Bible of Jonah and the whale, it was. They stood him up on a small table, and marveled at this wonderful discovery. And it was with equal amazement that the tin soldier peeked around and realized that he was back in the same house he had been in before. There were the children. And look, there were the same toys he had once watched play at midnight, standing on the table. And oh, there was the beautiful castle with the little dancer in the doorway. She was still balanced as always upon one leg and held the other high in the air, for she too was steadfast. So filled with joy was he that if he could have, the tin soldier would have cried tears of tin. But he was in uniform, and that of course, would never do. So he looked at her, and she looked at him, but both said nothing. And inside of him, he sighed. But alas, his contentment was not to last. For just then, one of the boys snatched up the tin soldier and threw him with all his might into the fire. Why? There was no reason why he should have done such a thing. He just did. Maybe the awful goblin in the box was to blame. The tin soldier stood there, all lit up by flames. Was this how it was all to end? After a terrific fall, tumbling waters, and a hungry fish? The heat was terrible. But was it from the real fire, or perhaps from love? He had lost his bright red color, 
but whether it was from his trials or from his sorrow, well, nobody could tell. He looked at the little dancer, and she looked at him, and he felt himself melting away. But still, he stood steadfast and held tightly to his gun, so bravely. Then, suddenly, a door opened, and a gust of wind came in, catching the paper dancer. Like a snowflake, she flew straight into the fire. She touched the tin soldier for an instant, and then was gone in a colorful curl of flames. The next day, when the maid came to take away the ashes, she found a small lump. It was the tin soldier who had melted into the shape of a heart. Of the dancer, she found nothing except for the bead, the bangle, burned on its edges, but still shining brightly among the coals and ashes. And there our story comes to an end with a reminder, I suppose, that no matter what life throws our way, love never dies. And with that, I wish you a good night and sweet dreams. <laughs>